Hey everyone, I'm Brenda and I'm Julia and you're listening to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Your 20s are known as both the most exciting and most confusing years of your life. We're here to share our stories, to have real and raw conversations, and best of all, to make you feel a little less alone. This podcast was brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Roaring Twenties Podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Happy Monday. Happy Monday. Heck yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My face hurts from smiling. I know, I know. We just had an amazing, amazing interview. We, we are, Julie and I are very active listeners. and We're such active listeners. But it it hurts after a while. (laughs) And like, I like think about it because I'm not fake smiling. It's not a, I'm not forcing myself to smile. It's a genuine smile, but I feel like my face hurts more after interviews than if I was just like smiling during the day. Do you know what I mean? Totally. Yeah. I mean, I'm not fake smiling. No, like I promise the word fake is like, what's hard is because I don't, the thing is I'm not like naturally smiling that big intentionally. Like I'm definitely over expressing it, but I do actually feel inside the actual smile joy. Right. Yes. But, yes. The, but we're a very big, like, we're a big smile and nod group. Huge, huge, huge smile and nod gals. We really, really are. Even when we're on mute, even if, like, we need to take a mm-hmm. sip of water, Especially our eyes when are we're still- on mute, we're like, huge smile, nodding the head, huge smile, nodding the head. <laughs> so anyway, if you're looking to record a podcast episode with us, know you will feel freaking heard and valued. <laughs> we are active listeners. I think that we're both active listeners, like, in our normal lives, too. Like, whenever people speak to me, I'm always, like, nodding. And then I think, like, do they think that I'm doing too much? Or, like, do they think that I'm nodding so that they, that I look like I'm listening and I'm not really listening to everything totally and I think it also becomes a downfall I was actually talking to Haley about this the other day is that we're so over the top expressive with our listening and like whatever that I think whenever I see someone and Haley was literally saying this too who isn't expressing it in the same way I almost start to think are they listening to me like are they oh yeah oh yeah if you are not if you are not doing a full dance routine while I'm speaking to (laughs) you I believe you're not listening to me actually so it's kind of like it's a tricky thing because your face hurts when you're doing it and then on the other end you just just judge everyone else yeah about what you're saying they're not dancing (laughs) no like literally if you are not doing a full routine like you don't give a shit about what I have to say right now. I think we've also like trained our friends through example, like to one another, them to us, us to them, that like we all are like, yes, yes. Yes. So invested. So true. I wonder what people around us think. I know. And sometimes I've heard people, I didn't real, I think for a long time, I didn't realize like how animated I was when I listened. And then people started telling me that. And, but now that I know it now, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, do I look crazy? Right. Or like, am I doing enough? Like, do I have to set, I've set the standard now. Right, I've set the standard now. I'm, now, if I'm not so animated, do they think I don't care? Am I going to get a pop quiz? Hi, too much, too much. Anyway. Anyway, here we are. It's a Monday. I just got back from Miami, but I, I haven't been there yet. So I can't tell you about it yet. I'll tell you about it next week. <laughs> You'll find out. You'll find out. We love a trip. A safe, safe trip. And um, we're going to be just doing like a little check-in, a little mental health check-in today. Maybe talk about some things like when we're feeling like we need a little upper or a little inspiration that maybe we turn to. Mm -hmm. Um, We're just going to do a mental health 
check-in day. We love that. Yeah, I think it's so important. And I know we talked about it, I think last week, but uh, I, I just think it's so important for us to show both sides of it. I feel like we've grown so much. And although we do share our vulnerable moments and stuff, I, I think it could be for like first time listeners or stuff being like, oh, they have it all together sometimes or like mm-hmm. they have all these tips and tools. So I think it's it's cool to, to kind of show, show all of the sides of things. And we hope that's what we do for you guys. We do. So let's get into it. It is time for... Pride and Pickle! <laughs> oh, my pride. My pride this week is that my dad is home from after a few months of travel. Oh, I didn't know. Yeah, he just got home. Oh, thanks for telling me. I'm so sorry. That's so weird. Didn't we just talk? Oh, we talked on Tuesday. Okay, so um, yeah, my dad's home. <laughs> so... That's great because he's a fabulous cook. And also like, listen, I'm all about like female empowerment, all the things, but like, I still love when my dad takes out the garbage and like fixes things around the house. (laughs) You gotta appreciate when people do shit for you. It doesn't matter who they are. They're still doing shit for you. So true. Oh my gosh. Um, it's just funny because like whenever he comes back, it's like all of his household duties, like just there, there's no, just there for him. no discussion. It's just like, oh, you're back. Okay, we resume, resume position. <laughs> That's hilarious. I'm like, oh, I'm never taking out the garbage actually ever again <laughs> until he leaves again. Anyways, um, my pickle. My pickle is on the same Coast thing. is really trying to tell me something right now. Oh, you ask her. Active listen. What? Actively listen. She came over and she went, yup. And then she moved over here because I didn't answer. And then she went, yarp! Oh, <laughs> you got water. Did you finish your bone? Guys, Julia transforms into a different human when she talks to her dog. Did you finish your bone? Okay, go lay down. I love you. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Um, my pickle is along the same vein. I'm like being a little quiet because I'm like scared he'll hear me. But um, so whenever whenever my dad comes home, um, I have this like association that the first thing he ever comments on, I know he missed me, don't get me wrong, but he always comments on my body and the way that I look compared to the last time that he saw me. And it's not malicious. It's not like poorly intended. Um, I've been working my ass off in the gym. I've been, you know, creating lifelong sustainable habits that like have already changed my life and I'm really fucking proud of them and of myself for getting to a space that I never thought was available for me which is a whole other story but anyways it's like this weird thing of I don't know how to respond because I'm proud of how far I've come and I'm proud of all the progress I've made the transformation from the inside out but I still for some reason when it comes from him like if it's like my friends being like yeah girl you're crushing it you know what you're glowing you look like cool I I've learned to like even if I don't fully know what to say, I'm like really grateful for those things. But when it comes to him specifically, I still have like trouble or like a weird association with um, with navigating that uh, because I think I I start to to associate it with like, huh, like it's been so long. That's the first thing he thinks about me while simultaneously I desire for him to say something because I have been working so hard. So it's just like a, I don't know, something I'm, I'm working through, I guess. I don't really know what, how to say it, but yeah. <laughs> No, I I totally get that. And I think that's really valid because of course, on one hand, like it's so nice, you know, to hear when, you know, we all love a compliment. Also when something is like so kind of deep rooted and you also know that it's one of those things that like, that could be a teaching moment for him, but it's also hard to like teach our parents sometimes. Like a tricky situation to feel like you want to teach your parents. Um, Yeah. But I think like, yeah, I mean, I think it's okay to be like, thank you for acknowledging like my work and I 
feel great, but you know, like, I think that there are more impactful things that we could talk about than how I look. Definitely. And I, and I really plan on like sitting down after we get off here and like writing down like actual responses, because I think I, I almost am like very stumped every time, not only my dad, but like when, when anyone says something, um, because I don't want it to be misinterpreted, but simultaneously, like I do want the validation because I, um, cause it's not about the exterior. It's about like how hard I work to transform the inside in order for it to like translate to every piece of my life and finally have me be in this place. So, um, I think more than anything, it just like almost puts this weird pressure to stay, to continue to look a certain way. I think I, I, that uh, the, to an extent. So, um, yeah, just me being self-aware of that. But uh, all good, all good. On to you. That's totally valid. And yeah, I mean, in general, we shouldn't comment on people's bodies. Yeah, it's like, it's that's like, that in general is something I've been just thinking about. Because I'm like, yeah, we shouldn't do that because you never know what someone's going through. But then pieces of me is like, no, I, I, how do I word it? Because I'm in this place, which maybe somebody wouldn't know. Like, I'm cool with it if you, if it's not adding this pressure. But again, it's just, it's so much about intention, the delivery, the relationship. So it just gets tricky and easier to just not say anything. Totally trip. Yeah, right. And that's why I think I revert to, let's just not say anything about people's bodies because it is such a tricky, it is such a tricky thing unless you know, like where someone really has been how they're willing to receive in that period of time because also like that can change like the way you would receive a compliment today might be different than the way you would receive a compliment tomorrow and when I say compliment I mean someone intending to give you a compliment correct yeah Yeah. no for sure no it makes so much sense so definitely something that I'm just gonna like think about in general I think I also put up like layers of protection for myself if even for a second something feels off I'm like why does that feel off how can I navigate that (laughs) um so I don't even know if it's like as deep-rooted as I'm sharing it as a pickle right now it's just something that was kind of on top of mind that I'm just like picking through yeah so I'll have updates as soon as I uh do the the digging into it (laughs) my pride this week is just feeling like really I'm thankful for a lot of the relationships I have in my life, like with my friends and with my ghost. Um, I just feel like very, just very lucky for for the people that I have in my life and uh, very thankful for my friends. And like, I just feel like I always have, it's sometimes, sometimes you could like feel really lonely, but then it's really like you, there's, you get reminded that like you do, like you always have people in your corner and like, I'm really like thankful for the people in my corners. That's beautiful. Yeah. I, I was thinking about that the other day because we put a poll up about like having people in your life that build you up and like challenge you. And I think we're particularly lucky. And I feel like so much of our show is like, we love our friends. We're so yeah. lucky. Like, it's so true in the sense of there's much deeper friendships. And I agree with you. I think we've seen so many circumstances where people have others in their life that just kind of yes them to death. And I think we're lucky to have people who support us and simultaneously help us like navigate between like I don't know you have more to give or you can reach this potential or like listen girl let me tell you how it is um and I just I'm yeah I agree yeah just so yeah I'm just so thankful for the honest conversations that like we're able to have and and like feeling like I really trust the advice of the people around me 
Mm-hmm. Like that, I like I feel like when I go to someone like the the of the people that are in my my circle, like that I I really value their opinion and their and I value that they're whatever they're saying to me is because they really think like they're thinking from my best and not from a place of like competition or selfishness or like their own shit, you know, like just feeling very, very grateful for that. So that's my pride. And my pickle is that I really, really, really want to have my astrological chart read because everyone knows I'm now an astrologist. Um, But they're expensive and I can't just buy a astrology reading at this time. But I really want one. That's okay. Next time we do an audition tape, we're going to make sure it is just chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. And we get some money and I can buy, spend all my money on astrology. There you go. That's what you work for, baby. Astrology. Exactly. You have to have a driving force. And mine is astrology readings. Her purpose. (laughs) My purpose for working. What's yours? (laughs) Not astrology. I think it's just going to open my eyes. I cra- the other I don't know why I thought this was so funny the other the other day I forgot what the heck it was that Liz said she said something like maybe it's the moon and I was like what <laughs> who are you are you Julia I was like why are all my friends becoming astrologers because it's so accurate astrologists I don't know we're just expanding our horizons Ooh. expanding our beings mm-hmm. yes stars stars right anyway (laughs) to continue on because it's not really a different topic but we're just gonna do a little check-in a little mental health check-in and I would love to talk maybe a little bit about like some tools or resources you've been turning to when you're in need of like inspiration or a pickup or joy yeah also joy like I think we don't talk about that enough like where what are things that you turn to daily for for joy for the pure sense of joy. Yeah, definitely. I think joy is is one that I, <laughs> oh, it's weird because I, I am a very happy, optimistic person, but I don't think I make intentional time for like play and joy and like stuff like that during the days. I think I- crazy? It's really crazy. Like you saying that I really had to think about it. I'm like, what do I do in my life for joy daily? And like, it's funny because of course this podcast is a source of joy for us and that's beautiful, but, but it is also work. Yep. So I've been thinking about that a lot lately of like how important it is to make time for joy and to be as intentional about joy as we are about the other things in our lives that we think are going to eventually lead to joy. You know, I think we're like so intentional about so many things, like whether it's our workout routine or our job or our this or our that because we think all of those things will eventually lead us to joy. And like, yes, there can be joy in all of that. But what about like just being intentional about like simple joy and like, and present joy? Definitely. And I think that finding and identifying those like little joys in life or daily joys that you can fit in can be so powerful. I can't quite speak from experience because I'm having trouble even like saying what things I do for that because like something like spending time with my parents, that brings me joy. But it's still something that in the least like weird way, it's something that I feel like I have to do as part of because like to show how much I care about them. Um, And I think that something I see more and more about my personality is although it's super well intended, I do a lot of things 
for a purpose that is not just joy. Like I do it, I spend time with my parents because I love them and I like to spend time with them, but because I also want to prove to them that they're important to me, mm. you know, like, like little things like that even. Um, so yeah, it's something I, I'll be real. I have to be much more intentional about even stuff like posting on our podcast page and stuff. Like I have a very set routine from the moment I wake up to the moment before I go to work where, um, like Julia knows it's, it's hard for me sometimes even at work to like post things later on in the day and whatnot. Like I feel so much joy about our podcast, but the little day-to-day things, um, I can't even use the word joy. I feel pride. I feel belief in our podcast, but the things like posting and stuff, it's part of our routine. It's part of like a, I hate to say a chore because it's not meant to be taken in like a negative way. It's more so just like no work. Yeah. Yeah. Do, what do you feel like you incorporate little joys into your day? I feel like I try to, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't think I'm always great at it, but I do feel like I definitely try to be intentional about joy or about noticing things that even just bring me like momentary joy. Mm-hmm. Like I really try when I walk ghost in the morning, like I really try to like look around and like notice, like notice the flowers or like notice the kids playing or like because like that little things like that really do bring me joy and like spending time with her and and it's it's funny because it's hard because I know when I'll spend time with ghosts like when I'll actually sit on the floor and play with her that like it's very joyous and I'm very present but it's like hard to get yourself to it's hard to get myself to like sit on the floor with her sometimes even though it would take like two I could do it for two minutes or like I'll be doing it for two minutes and then I'll be like oh check my phone but like I was so joyful like why did I ruin it I didn't need to check my phone in that moment like there was nothing no one was calling like whatever needs to still be done for the rest of the day could have waited two more minutes like you know it's it's funny how sometimes it could be so difficult but I like what you said before about play yes because in my acting class with my coach Anthony who I absolutely love I've talked about him a million times a lot of the times we'll be doing more like work work but then sometimes he'll have us do like these like playful things like he'll have us either like like dance to like a, this like a random piece of music that he just chooses or they'll have us like reenact like a game that we would like play as a child or he'll have us like do what would be considered like character work but like be a monster or like do be this or like blah blah and it is and it's play and when some people might be like Julia why are you playing pretend as a 25 year old one it's my fucking job to play pretend but two I think that more adults should play pretend because like the whole class like lights up and completely changes from like the moment before we do the play to after and you could just see how like free people are and like how filled with like joy they are after like pretending to be a monster for 10 seconds like and I'm not saying that you should go around your house pretending to be a monster but like maybe it would be hilarious but you know it's like we don't I don't think we make enough room for play in our in our daily lives and it's no it's it's so true Drew it really is and I think that that's like I realize I am the biggest fucking culprit of this and I will admit it until it stops. (laughs) I am the biggest multitasker, the biggest like productivity junkie, especially right now in this season of my, of my life. And it's something, I'm not saying this is like a badge of honor. I'm not saying this as like, look at me, I'm so productive. I'm actually saying it as a weakness because I find that it, it gets in the way of my presence to an unbelievable degree. Like even when people are talking to me at work, 
I will be listening. I'll pick up what they're saying, but I will be texting about something else. I will, I listen to podcasts on at least one and a half times or two X because I'm trying to get the most amount of information in the most (laughs) smallest amount of time in so many capacities. Like part of the reason why so much of the work that I do, whether it's podcast wise, whether it's looking for guests or like stuff like that, like I do it. And in some ways, this is a good thing, right? That I'm using time in a, I don't know, in I guess a productive way for lack of a better word, but like I'm simultaneously working during the time that I say is, you know, my joyous, just me time. And then I know for a fact after a certain time in the day, it's very difficult for me to just focus and put my presence into one thing. So yeah, I'm totally not saying it as a badge of honor. It's something that I would love to work on. And when we talked to Emily Hayden, she mentioned that laughter is the best medicine and our friends like use that line jokingly all the time, but can we like medicine? Because it's like, yes. And it so is think about how freaking like we look forward to getting together with our friends because we're laughing so hard that we literally feel like, like kids again, like, and it's so much joy. And even in the, I don't know, the voices that we do, the, the jokes that we have, like, I think we feel like kids again. So it feels like play, like it feels like adults playing. (laughs) Adam. Oh, Eve. Oh, Oh, hi. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I was just fantasizing because I got a bunch of free stuff from Adam and Eve. Julia, what are you talking about? Why are you telling us this? I'm telling you this because you can get some free stuff from Adam and Eve as well. Brenda and I have been talking a ton about sex lately. And if you've been listening along, talking along, you're probably wanting some things to spice things up in the bedroom. Whether it's with a partner or just for yourself, Adam and Eve has everything you can be looking for. They've got toys. They've got vibrators. They've got lingerie. They have it all. So what you're going to do is you're going to go over to Adam and Eve. You're going to select almost any one item for 50% off. Yes, 50% off almost any one item. And then Adam and Eve is going to load on the free stuff. So you're going to put that little vibrator in your cart. You're going to enter code BELIEVE at checkout. And you're going to get 10 tantalizing free gifts. A sexy item for him, a special gift for her, and a third item you'll both enjoy. And six free spicy movies. It is getting hot in here. Plus free shipping, even hotter. So that's code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout. Offer code B-L-E-A-V at checkout at adamandeve.com. And go get yourself a little something spicy, a little something sexy, and enjoy. It's so important to have both. Like, I don't think you should beat yourself up for that. I just think it's about making room for both in your life because yeah, you have, you, we have things we want to get accomplished. You have goals though. That's incredible. Being disciplined is great. Working towards your goals, working hard, working smart, a hundred percent, but also making room for play. Because one thing that we did talk about with Emily is that she believes that like every day is her last day. And for me, if I were to believe that every day was my last day, that would be a lot of that day I would fill with joy. And it's not to say to take away from, you know, I think it's having both, like having really making room for both in your life, working really hard, working towards your goals, being productive, getting things done, like, cause that's the type of people that we are and we like to achieve and we like to accomplish and also making room for joy. And I, I don't think that I, what I think what's wonderful about joy is that I don't think it takes a lot of time. Like, I think it is like noticing the flowers or like playing with the dog for five minutes or like calling a friend at night, even while you're cooking dinner and like, playing and chatting and and I think it's like the both and you know 
Yeah. And I think um, something about like, I think that I don't use currently fully to my advantage right now, but would like to, is I feel like discipline is freedom in the sense that it, I always looked at discipline as like, oh, that means, you know, you're being hard on yourself. You're not allowing for room to grow. You're not allowing for room for adaptation. When I think that discipline does equate to freedom because it's like, let's see, how do we put this into, uh, into certain terms? Let's, let's just use meal prep as an example when it is not the only example out there. It's just the one that I could think of right now. Like for example, um, you know, sometimes when we get home, when I get home from work, we don't have much time between um, when I get home and when we record a podcast episode. So for me, prepping my meals ahead of time during the week gives me the freedom to in between the time from when I get home to when we record our podcast episode to catch up with my mom and catch up on how her day went and stuff like that. So for me, having that discipline that I incorporate earlier on in the week sets me up to have some freedom that I wouldn't have had if I was preparing um, dinner in between um, work and podcasting. So it's like little things like that that you can, I think, translate to literally any area of your life or any habit or stuff like that, that sets you up, I think, to also experience little joys. I've just personally been lacking in the little joys that I experienced, but I think that's partially why, like, it just made me realize, like, I think that's partially why um, maybe aspects of my relationship with Chris that people don't, like, see firsthand um, all the time that, like, keeps me so grounded is because although he's reasonable and, like, super logical, I think he makes me feel like a kid a lot of the times. Like, I think we, like, laugh like kids and like making fun of each other in like a, I don't know, in like a playful way. And I think that a lot of times my moments with him feel like play mm-hmm. and I'm not a person that makes room for that on my own. I so, and yeah. when you're having those moments, don't you feel that you're very present? Yes. I would say my most present self is when I'm with Chris. It's the time when my, my friends know this about me. Unfortunately, I don't love it about myself, but I'm very often like pretty glued to my phone. And it's not because I don't care about my friends or stuff like that. It's just like, I always, I I don't know if it's, I feel anxious about it, but I always feel like there's something else I could be doing with my time or something else that I could be saving my future self from or saving Julia from, or like saving someone from like, it's really well-intended, but I think my most present self is when I'm with Chris for the, I think the reasons that I'm almost feel like I've associated him with play. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I love that. And I, I think it's so important to surround yourself with people that do make you feel like that. Obviously we can't play all day long every day, but like there should be room and time for it. Like that, what are, what are we doing if we're not doing that? You know, what's the point of anything if we're not like living a, a joyful life or a joyful existence Then like, you know, and I, there's this theme in yoga that is, the both and, which is being strong and also free at the same time. And I think that that is just such a foundational and um, what's the word? Not revolutionary, but like, it's a fundamental, I think, way of living if in like being able to be strong in the things that you do, whether that's like your discipline or your routine or your work ethic or whatever, but also to be free, free enough to be present, to play, to laugh, to have joy. And like, you know, it's the, it's in a, in a literal physical sense, it's being able to be strong in your legs that you can, you know, if you're standing in a pose, your legs are really strong and it's supporting your upper body. So your upper body can move or dance or stretch. You know, and I think it's just such a 
a, a way that I've really been trying to live my life with like the both and. And I think a lot of that comes from being really, really present. And that's something that I personally struggle with a lot of like being present because a lot of times my mind will go to anxiety or the next thing that I have to do or the to-do list or, you know, but I've been so actively trying to work on being present because the truth is, is that when you're really present there, you really can't have anxiety or like fears or depression or like, you know, like it's just, there's no room for it when you're actually being truly present and just imagine a life in which you lived like so, so presently more often than not. Oh my gosh. It would be, it would be unreal because I just think we're distracted so often by different, like, I don't know, stimuli is the freaking word. I don't even fucking know, but like, we're just so distracted by little things. Like I feel that within myself on like such a deep level. And one of the things that I for sure struggle with is like existing in that gray area and existing in that. And not because I don't believe in it, but because I think we're so hardwired to exist in either one way or the other um, on one end of the spectrum or the other. And I have to like work really, really intentionally. And I cannot imagine that I'm the only one I know I'm not um, who struggles to just automatically believe that like, Oh, I can, I can exist here in the middle. It doesn't just have to be this one, which way. Um, and I, I find that in a lot of ways, I think it's because like we, care so deeply about our character and there are so many ways in, and and our ambition um and there are so many ways in which you the both can like so happily exist but I think when we put so much pressure on different aspects of our identity um especially when we feel like we have to prove something or achieve something and living in such a results-oriented society um makes that challenging yeah no it, it's a huge challenge and i I face that challenge every single day. I've in no way come close to mastering the type of life that I want to live. But I think about it, I think when you think about it in in relation to like a physical yoga pose, it's it's one of the reasons why I do love practicing yoga. But when you think about it in, in holding a pose, like let's say you were in a plank pose. Yeah, let's say you were in a plank pose. And like, your the the goal in any pose is to be both and strong and free and so like if you're in a plank pose and you're just free you're gonna fall like your arms won't hold you up your core won't be stable your legs will buckle you'll fall you won't be holding the pose or then then let's say you're just being strong you're that pose is gonna fucking suck it's gonna hurt you're gonna cramp you're gonna be miserable while you're doing it right? But then let's say you can get to a place where your core is strong and your legs are strong, but your mind is free. You're breathing. You're, you're giving yourself grace as you're doing it. You're not muscling it. You're, you're supporting your body with your breath and with your mind. And like, it's just, it makes sense so much to me physically. So it's like, how do we take that and like put it into the real world, into the day to day? Yeah, definitely. No, I, that's, that's super powerful. And I can see why so many people find a lot of value in a yoga practice that celebrates stuff like that, because I do think other forms of exercise, although still like can encompass all those things. I don't think that other practices focus on that, those things as much. I think they're much more focused on like how far you can push yourself. And although yes, that 100% is a very like mental um, thing and belief. I just, I, I, I see the benefit in, in like focusing more on, on the end. And I would love to 
I don't know. I would just love, I, I would love to like actually sit and write down all of the things <laughs> that, that I would like to work on when it comes to existing in the end. Cause I think there are so many places in which like, we don't feel like we need that type of work, but a lot, like the more and more that we talk that I think I can adjust. And I think that just goes to show that like, we're in different places from uh, for in our mental health than each other, different places than we were a year ago. Like we are constantly evolving and growing. And I know different areas need attention for me today than I did last year. I think even last year when we would have had this conversation, yeah, would I be the type of like high achiever or overachiever that like, I don't even know if I would have defined myself like that anymore. Like I know it's it's like my baseline most of the time, but because I just went through such a period of like you know, of, of change for a long time. Like I didn't define myself this way. I didn't feel this way. So now this is my baseline, but I would, I would like to shift that too. (laughs) What, um, if, if you were to make time and room for, for joy, where, what are the places that you usually turn to, to find that? Yeah, it's so few and far between, but I think the things that bring me joy that like I forget about myself is like I do love to sing and like sometimes I like in the car on the way to work or on the way back like a lot of times I am consuming content I'm listening to podcasts and stuff but I find so much joy when I do take time and like sound so silly but like to sing in the car because I'm like oh my gosh like I'm a singer I forget that yes you know or like a lot of times it'll be with like either Ashley or Liz just because we sing together and it just like brings me back to such a true place of joy um and it's so crazy because this was a piece of my identity for so long and I forget about it all the time but that's um that's definitely a big piece and I think that I would like a piece of me wants to be like reading a book but honestly (laughs) I think that sometimes I need to just like hmm do something that isn't learning or like do something that isn't expanding my mind. It can be from that, but it should be because it actually really does bring you joy. Not because, because it's something that you, I think there's a difference between something actually bringing you joy and something that you get satisfaction out of doing, you know, that's really good. Yeah. Satisfaction out of reading a book but I don't know if most of the time me reading a book makes me joyful, you know, like I like to read, I like to read. And there are certain times that I really love to read and want to like sit and read for hours. But I think that's more of a satisfaction than a feeling of joy. Yeah. I think definitely like, which is why I think different like podcasts and platforms have different um, like value that they provide. Like for me, when I want to like think about absolute, like when I just want to like detach, not put much brain to it, like I listen to, you know, podcasts that are more like entertainment focused and whatnot. And that for me, I don't know if it brings me joy, but I think it brings me like um, distraction and just like engaging in something. I think that people who love to read, it's beautiful, like love that for you. But I do think that whenever I read or consume content like that, it's like you said, it's satisfaction. It's like growing my mind, growing my mindset, all the things. And I'm not doing it because I think I'm supposed to, but I am very aware that doing so is an aspect of self personal development. Yeah. Different way than joy. And that's fair, but that's different than joy. Oh, it's so different than joy. So for me, honestly, singing, I think is like an actual form of joy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I honestly don't even think that like, it's funny because I feel like so often on this podcast, I've said things like, Oh, exercise brings me I don't know. I don't even fucking know what I've said, grounding or something like that. And I think it does, but I wouldn't say it brings me joy because I know I'm, I'm 
pushing myself in a degree that I'm proud of and in a degree where I see so much growth, mm-hmm. but it does, it's not joy. Yeah. It's different. It's a joy is a very specific, it's a very specific feeling. And it is funny because it feels like one of those harder feelings to obtain, but because also joy and happiness is different. I think it's because all those other emotions, although positive, and although I think we can still like reap positive benefits from them. I love exercise. You love to exercise. Like they bring us satisfaction. But I think the difference is like joy is such a present feeling, like you mentioned, and it's not for any other desired result, but joy. Yeah. It's not focused on any other outcome. And it has to be present. Yeah. Whereas I I feel like every could ever be, I, I think if you're ever really, truly joyful, you are really, truly present. Like I think they, they are totally tied. Yeah, no, for sure. Cause I think every other, like, I think our minds go to the outcome or reach reaching towards a specific outcome when we're not focused on joy. Like, I think joy is a very, (laughs) this, this feels like existential again. (laughs) I don't know why we've been so existential lately, but I think it's, I think why this, I think why we really went down this road is because this time in our lives, like twenties, 25, it's everything we talk about with all of our guests. There is so much going on. There's so much we want to achieve. There's so much we're working towards, whether it's in our careers, in our romantic relationships, in our with our money, with our bodies. Like there is, especially our generation with social media, like we are constantly, constantly working, trying to achieve, trying to get to the next goal, to the next place, to the higher place. You know, it's what we're always talking about with all of our guests. And all of that is so important. And we love all that. Yes. But it's so easy to forget that joy is also important. And I also think that we can do things that we think are bringing us joy. Like, like we can work our asses off all week and then to be like, I'm going to work my ass off all week so that I can go and drink and black out on Saturday. And then is that drinking and blacking out that Saturday really bringing you joy? Maybe, maybe sometimes it is, but like, is it actually? And do you know what actual joy feels like? Like, have you taken an inventory in your life of what joy actually feels like? Yeah. And I think it all comes back down to those things that we think we're supposed to be doing or things that we feel pressured to do and comparing them with what actually we want to be doing and why we're doing them. And I know that that might seem like we're being repetitive or we end up coming back to the same thing, but I think it goes to show it's because that same thing is so powerful. And that same thing is the center of, of who we are and who we carry, you know, how we show up in the world. Like I think about it and I'm like, damn, like all the things that I do, all these routines that I do, they keep me, they keep me going. They keep me on my feet. They keep me all these things. But then when I actually take a second and I'm like, okay, which these things empower me, these things, you know, are pieces of who I am, but where, like, where can I just, where can I allow more joy? Because I think one of the things Julie and I have been talking a lot about just like, we're becoming adults and like, don't worry, we're not going anywhere, but like, we've never considered like maybe, I don't know, in our lifetimes, whenever it may be, maybe living elsewhere. And it's just this very interesting, I have no idea where I was going with that. Damn it. There was a point. <laughs> Fuck. Don't lose it. Um, 
Oh, um, I think that here where Julie and I are in New York, like there is a very big, like live to work mentality. Oh yeah. And I think that it's just so ingrained here and I'm sure it is in other places, but like, especially in New York, especially in New York. Mm -hmm. And, and it's just so fascinating because I, I think that's one of the things that like just attracts me to other areas of the world, like in this specific moment in time is because I recognize, I'm like, dude, how did I work so many extra hours over the past few weeks how like how did I run on such little sleep and then I thought about I'm like this is this is the type of like culture that's promoted (laughs) here in New York it's like hustle go till you drop do all of the things make all the money now become the 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 most intense version of yourself do all the things because eventually you're going to get to this point where you can't so do it now and what because there is there are parts of that that I absolutely love like there is there is so much of that that I absolutely love and then also realize that there again needs to be the both there needs to be both and like I love the hustle mentality of New York like if I ever left New York I think I would be be missing that so much Mm -hmm. but but yeah, like, but it's, I, I just keep coming joy. <laughs> like it has to be the both. Like you have to have, you have to have both. And when I think of joy, just cause like when I was saying the thing about like the going out and the drinking on Saturday, like, yeah, that might make you happy or it might just make you distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, it might actually be making you more miserable. I don't know. It depends who you are and who you're going out with and how you're doing it. Um, but, and I'm not judging going out and drinking. I'm going out and drinking on Saturday and I can't fucking wait. <laughs> but, um, but I think that that as a whole is different than joy. And I think you can have joyous moments in that. And when I think of joy and why I think joy is so great in the both end is because joy is most beautiful in like uh, smaller moments. Mm-hmm. And I think when you think if you were to take like a th- inventory of the times in your life like that you felt truly joyful they're usually like blips you know they're usually like moments and they're usually very potent because you're very present during them you know like when I think of joy I can think of like a moment of true laughter between like you and me or us and Ashley. And I can, I can, I can see where we were. I could smell what was around us. I can hear our laughter. Like it's so potent because in that moment and maybe only have lasted a moment or a minute or two minutes, like we were so present. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I also, I know what you mean about the hustle mentality. I was listening to, I know guys have been talking so freaking much about uh, the Real AF podcast for Andy Priscilla and the First Form team, but I just am like, it's so funny because I believe all these things about joy. And here's the thing. I'm like, this is where the and comes into play. And this is where you can love to hustle and you can take care of yourself and also incorporate joy into your life. Because in the episode I was listening to earlier today, he was like, if you're not hustling, like if you're not working your ass off, what the fuck are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? And it's funny because I do like ascribe to that mentality, not in a way of really shaming other people. He has a much like harder personality. Um, No, but but I agree with that as well. But I think that you can have both. Exactly. That's what I understand. I think, I think it actually makes me angry. Like, where did we, where did it get lost that you, that be like, that you can't have both? Like, where did it get lost that, like, do you want to be hustling and miserable? 
No, you can be hustling and working your fucking ass off and, ha- and ha- also living a joyful life. You know, like where did it get lost that you can't have both? And where did it get lost that joy means like laying on the beach all day or like living in Bali, like just looking at the jungle? Like, like, sure, if that's for you, that's for you. But like, I think that it is a complete disservice to ourselves and to people to believe that you, it has to be one or the other. 100%. And something that really stood out to me in the episode I was listening to was that they were saying, you don't find balance, you create it. And I think so often, like we talk about balance and all of these things, but everyone's, not only is everyone's definition of that different, but it's also like, often we try and model it off of other people or our definition of balance it's never going to fully be whatever balance actually is because our priorities are in all different lines, but it's just so fascinating because I think both sides of any spectrum, like shame the other sides of it. Like maybe on one side for the discipline, it's like, all right, well, if you go too gentle on yourself, you're never going to accomplish your goals. And then on the other piece of incorporating gentleness, it's like, okay, well, if you're too, you know, whatever, that it's just never going to, it's never going to happen. The two can't coexist. But I feel like most people find actually anyone finds the most amount of success when they merge different systems of belief and take them into their own hands and, and literally quite create um, their version of balance, their version of grace, their version of hustle. It's going to be different for every single person. Yeah. And it's just, it's, it's so interesting. Like these conversations are so interesting to me because I think we spend a lot of time, like just thinking that we only can exist in the black or white. And I just feel like people find so much joy and fulfillment and and yeah satisfaction too in the gray yeah I mean how boring why would you want to live just in like a black or white world when you can have like a world full of like colors and different shades of colors and I think I think it goes back to we talk about it all the time about being intentional about the kind of life you want to live like what if you could if you could think about the most incredible version of your life what does that look like and I think for a lot of people it would include happiness and joy and when you're working in pursuit of a goal and hopefully those goals are in alignment with this ideal version of yourself this ideal version of your life right because all these people that talk about discipline and hard work and blah blah they're all saying it's to be in alignment with this version of yourself that you want to be right so what actually is that version and how do you get there yeah a lot of that is through having disciplined practices and working your ass off in pursuit of your goals and also but if i had those things without the without the making time for you know joy love connection being present then i would not be in line with my higher self my higher self includes both things yeah, definitely. Ooh, we get existential on you guys lately. <laughs> you know, the world is like so crazy and social media feels like its own monster. And I just think it's important to ask ourselves these questions because like, especially you and me, like especially people that are in the hustle mentality a lot of the time, it's just so it's so easy to like feel like we're not achieving enough or that we're not where we should be in this place in our lives or that we want to go so much further. And like, yeah, that's all true. But it's, I just think it's important to check in about like, are we, are we doing the right things to get there? Definitely. Yeah. Those check-ins become like more and more 
important because it's just we really can convince ourselves otherwise there's so many times where I've been in a black or white thinking mentality like so many times and I've convinced myself that it's like what was meant to be happening in that time until I actually took it a step further and recognized like no like I'm still stuck in not even an old way of thinking but just a very like one-sided way of thinking and I really try to work hard to see things from all different perspectives but like we have our own biases too we have our own projections and things that we inform that inform our thinking and mentality and just continuing to keep a filter of like is this really what I want for myself is this really the life that I'm you know working towards and and yeah I guess just really being intentional about keeping joy at the center of it without expecting any other results than joy Exactly. Right. I think that's the, I think that's a huge, I think that's brilliant. And that's a huge thing. Like joy is just joy. Joy is just joy. And like, that's that, you know, if, if that is like a moment of being really present of like looking at the sunset and that is like a, like a real moment of joy and you could like really be present and feel the world around you and like experience that beautiful thing, whatever it is for you. I just picked a sunset. Cause like, that's one of mine, like that it's just that exactly that's not gonna you know like it is just that and that is so powerful that it's just that for sure Hmm. go do something joyful people do something joyful and let us know what the heck it is to you yeah I think it's a I think it's a great practice for to take an in like an inventory of what brings you joy in your life and yeah. like, how can you incorporate more of those things into your day without, and I don't think in any way by incorporating more joy that you have to sacrifice anything else. Agreed. I think it, it's one of those things that can only add to your life. Exactly. Yeah. And you, you don't have to sacrifice anything to bring more of that in. No, it's just actually taking the time to think about it. Oof. Well, we hope you guys definitely got something out of this episode. I feel like lately it's just been our rambles. We are just ranting. That's how the mental health check-in is that we are just in a place of ramble. Yeah, we're just in a rambly place and that's okay. Um, (laughs) Thank you guys so much for listening, for supporting us. Uh, Let us know what you think of this episode. Genuinely let us know what brings you joy or how you're looking to add more joy to your life so that we can get your suggestions and that so other people in our community can too. Uh, And while you're at it, leave us a little review ski. We love and remember everybody. You are a 10 out of 10, baby. we ever did it and I felt some real fucking joy (laughs) I did goodbye everybody bye everyone thanks for listening to Roaring 20s podcast be sure to rate and review wherever you get your podcasts and please subscribe you're never alone our pride sticks together tune in every Monday and Thursday for new episodes of Roaring 20s podcast you get to start your week with us and end your week with us with With love love, Brenda and Julia Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? 
That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.